And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. On the champion. Hello, British Columbia, and happy Labor Day weekend. Our province-wide road trip continues today. This time we've touched down in Summerland in the Okanagan Valley, the mid-Okanagan Valley, at Okanagan Crush Pad. Joining us is our uh, good friend, Christine Coletta. She's the owner of OCP, better known as Okanagan Crush Pad. Chris, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's so great to be back in the valley. Yes, it's good to see you in person. Yeah, we're really excited. We, we've been traveling around the province, so so it's really good to catch up with you because I would say you're probably one of the most innovative wineries in British Columbia right now. Like, I don't even know how you do it. Do you sleep at all at night? or No, I, I have this bad habit of getting up at 3 a.m. with a really bright idea. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, let's get a quick catch-up on uh, consumers because it's been a very busy summer in the Okanagan, but, but different experiences. So what you've come out of COVID looking like a different place in terms of the way you treat customers or Definitely. engage with them? Yes. Uh, I think a lot of wineries, o- Okanagan Crush Pad included, have... Uh, pivoted to seated tableside service, Mm -hmm. and we're loving the format. Uh, This year, we're bringing uh, people flights of wine on a flight board, and along with that is a little free appetizer that goes with it. And yeah. um, not so little, I'm going to add. We'll, we'll, no, we'll this be. is this is the little free yeah. offering, and um, it's some uh, bagel chips and some hummus with a topping, and it just. Uh, People are so relaxed with this format. So you think about our history of having people sort of sidle up to a bar, stand there cheek to cheek, and get uh, the same spiel over and over again from somebody standing behind the bar. And now all of us have collectively um, embraced a new new format. And COVID sort of pushed us to that. And many of us are going to keep that service model moving forward. And would you say that people are lingering longer, like maybe going to less wineries, staying longer at, at wineries and having that experience? Definitely. And I think the word experience is, is the right word to use. Um, it was previously a way to kill half an hour mm-hmm. on a hot afternoon. <laughs> and I think now people are really coming to experience the wines, what the winery has to offer specifically, and learning the story of what it is that we do here. Yeah. Casey, you remember we were in the vineyard 10 years ago when we first broadcast here uh, outside. Yes, uh, do you I remember sure do the, remember that. The bees were flying around, yes. and and, uh, and you were just, the vineyard was just coming to life. It's 10 years uh, past now. It's all certified organic. Uh, you've got a lot on the go. Yes. And yes. speaking of remembering, um, we'd like uh, you to mention George Heiss. Yes. Who was a very good friend of you and of our show, who passed away this summer. Yes. Um, George, for many of us, we consider George and Trudy our wine parents. And I remember introducing Trudy to my own mother. And I said, oh, this is my wine mom (laughs) and my wine dad. And my mother was like, well, I'm her real mother. (laughs) But so many of us really felt that George and Trudy were our parents and um, and they, they fostered a whole generation of, of people that sort of took off, um, well, they passed the baton on yeah. to many of us. And I think about what we've done at Garnet Valley Ranch, which we'll talk about a little bit later, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we think we're really daring at forging this new area. But think of what George and Trudy did when they when they planted the vines up in Lake Country. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, well, and in fact, they were true ambassadors, pioneers, but they were the first winery also. They would always brag about, we're the first winery that everybody sees when they come from Saskatchewan or Manitoba or Alberta. The first stop was Grey Monk, and uh, if they weren't picking rocks, they were <laughs> they were behind the bar. Uh, Definitely. And, you know, serving those glasses of wine. And as and I say, George had a wine for everybody, like... He did, and and coming from Alberta, and as uh, hairdressers, and, as hairdressers, it's amazing yeah. what they and, accomplished. You know, I think uh, George was always a people person, mm-hmm. and uh, and he always uh, so he brought that those skills to the wine industry, and he was always optimistic. I never, uh, I never saw him face any sort of adversity without having a positive plan A or yeah. B. Well, folks, if you don't know anything about Okanagan Crush Pad, stick around. If you don't know what a narrative is, a free form, a haywire, they're all coming up on the show today. Uh, Christine Collette is the owner. She'll be back joining us throughout the show. And uh, coming up next, hospitality manager Chris Woodburn joins us. For more on Okanagan Crush Pad on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Red Rooster Winery invites you to visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. Take in the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their cozy estate on the Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning 2020 Rosé, paired alongside their new charcuterie tasting created by the Okanagan's own Joy Road Catering. Seated tastings are offered seven days a week from 12 till 5 all summer. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Visit redroosterwinery.com for more info. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. The Cowichan region of Vancouver Island is ready to welcome you to a perfect fall getaway. Here you will discover BC's oldest craft cidery, 14 wineries, as well as breweries, distilleries, and agricultural and culinary charms like a perfumery and tea farm. A short drive of Victoria and only 10 minutes south of Nanaimo, the Cowichan region offers majestic forests, quiet beaches, farm-to-table restaurants, and tours through history that will leave even the most curious curious for more. Visit tourismcowichan.com. 
Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia. Summer's far from over, so we wish you a happy Labor Day weekend and another month of uh, summer weather. Maybe we'll head right through the fall with fantastic weather. Uh, This time uh, on our Odyssey, we've been traveling across BC wine country all summer. We're in Summerland. Uh, What a great name for a town at the hipster Okanagan Crush Pad. And joining us now is is, uh, Chris Coletta. Uh, one of the owners of Okanagan Crush Pad and the manager, Chris Woodburn. Welcome to the show, Chris. Good to Hi. have you. Good morning. Second Chris. Chris, too. <laughs> Welcome to the Okanagan. Uh, well, we're excited to be here. We we started talking to Christine a little bit about the experience, but we know that you deliver it every day. Uh, how are you enjoying the job? Love it. Spectacular yeah. place. What a place to come to work every day. Is it and, a- and Chris, we remember you from Predator Ridge, so working with Chris, is that like being on tranquilizers? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's the no, opposite. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, very clear direction is given, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, obviously, you had the experience for people up there. This is What's the winery experience? Have you learned much about that? Um, it's really very different than a golf resort, for sure. Yeah, um, uh, they're both very good in their own way. Yeah, um, this is just this is where I think I personally would rather be at this time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's enjoyable. It's, there's growth, um, opportunity to contribute. Yeah, I think this is everything I, and I it's, look for. And seemingly always a learning experience every day. New wines, new it vintages, is, yeah. uh, getting to know the winemaker, the, the, the ethos of the place, I guess. Yeah, you bet. And it's there's always something new. There's always something changing. Matt's always working on something. And um, there's lots of opportunity to expand on, on what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then share that with our, our guest traffic that comes through the, the tasting room. Yeah. Well, I think this is a place where you really can exceed people's expectations. Um, yeah, I think so. I think the industry, is, as Christine has mentioned in your previous segment, is um, uh, our format is changing. Yeah. Um, and it's about a guest experience and, and the, the service from the time they arrive in the parking lot. Mm. And what does that look like and how do we be better at it than, than other people? And that's kind of thanks to COVID. I think that has encouraged a lot of um, or, or maybe convinced a lot of people to do what they wanted to do a little bit faster yeah. yes. um, and it's given us the opportunity to so um, I think yeah we're uh, we're right where we where we want to be in delivering a good guest experience I think one of the biggest changes for me is <coughs> when I started the first place we went was inside and into the barrel room and into the cellar and we looked at tanks definitely and, and we talked about temperatures and things and now that's that's not really on the boards I mean it's there you can do it I guess if you press but uh, You'd rather people sat outside and relaxed. Yeah, I think those days of uh, touring through cellars is really yeah. rare. Um, mm. Maybe we'll have to bring it back. Well, <laughs> we get, we do get a lot of people, or I do get a lot of people who uh, will look through the door from outside, yeah. and they're kind of mystified with what they're going to see. So that opportunity to take them inside and, yeah. and show them. Well, your your cellar's a little different than most cellars. It is. It <laughs> so is that's a that. worth looking at, but. Maybe that's why those French winemakers, no one ever knew who they were, the, the Metro de Chez, because they never went in there. Yes. <laughs> they never exactly. got past the front door, actually. 
Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a bit about the experience and what people can expect. Uh, you've got a couple of different things going on when they come here. How, how does it work? Do they need a yeah. rezo to start with? What's going on with reservations? Um, well, we're always, we're, we always prefer to know when people are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, that just helps us strategize and plan a little bit better and, and, and meet that expectation for mm-hmm. when they arrive. Um, but anybody that drives up the driveway, we welcome with open arms for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fit them in. Um, uh, on the far left here, we've got, uh, as Christina described, the little hummus and, and pita chip. Uh, that is complimentary with our compliments every time you do a six uh, board or six wine panel tasting. Is this the flash tasting that you call it, or, or that's separate? No, that, that goes with the six. The that f- goes with the six. Okay, yeah, that goes with one of the six boards. Nice. And it's um, you know there's a social component to tasting wines and the food and. You know, there's some encouragement to sit and enjoy your um, your time while you're here, as opposed yeah. to like you had mentioned earlier, belly up to the bar and cheek to cheek, and then you're in and out. This gives us an opportunity to talk and and chat and and let people know about what our wines are and and what a special place this really is. Yeah, we're speaking with Chris Woodburn. He's the manager here at Okanagan Crush Pad and Chris, Chris Coletta. One of the proprietors. And Chris, the food that we're seeing just doesn't appear. You've actually done your usual thing, a bunch of research, and decided on wh- how and what you would serve. How did that come about? Or We were working with our friends Scott and Stephanie Yeager, who are the for- former owners of the Pear Tree Restaurant in Vancouver. Sure. And uh, we approached them several months ago and said, hey, you know, would you like to help us sort of put together a program uh, for the summer? And so they've been up and uh, helped us do some research as to um, uh, what to put on the on the various boards. And we have uh, a vegetarian option, uh, a meat uh, platter, and a cheese platter. Mm. And so they helped us design this. And then we have a few other <coughs> little offerings that we're rolling out, um, some seafood add-ons. And it, we've just kept it very simple this year. Yeah. Um, uh I think it needs to be fairly simple and, and, and straightforward. The guests still may want to go on to another winery, but, you know, for the time that they're here, we have um, wonderful offerings that encourage the... And they're beautifully presented. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, uh, Stephanie and uh, and Stephen helped us quite a bit with uh, positioning stuff, and we can make it... Um, fairly quick so like you say if we yeah. don't have a lot of reservations we have a lot of walk-ins we can still cater to that and it's quickly. all made here yes. which is nice too. <coughs> yeah uh, and uh, you have QR codes and and you have everything laid out for the tasting so they're, they're they can be a self-directed tasting is that that's yes. part of it so everybody that comes when they order a, t- a tasting they get a description so we put a um, a page down in front of them that lists all the wines and there's uh, detailed tasting notes. Mm-hmm. Of course, our staff is here to walk people through them as well. Sure. Uh, but uh, this allows people time to go through the wines on their own yeah. and ask questions and um, experience things. And because we've left the six wines in front of them, they can go back and revisit yeah. uh, uh, things great. that they've liked in particular. Uh, so we find there's a, a higher level of engagement with the wines and and it's just a relaxed uh, setting for them to do it in. Uh, well, Casey, you can just see by the level of the plates how, oh, yes. how interesting they look. What, what do people, what do you think they learn the most or are surprised about when they take part in this kind of a setup now? Well, for me, I think they are, be- when you see six wines 
together, yeah. you begin to see the style that we yeah. have at Oakland <coughs> Crush Pad. Right. You understand uh, the our employment of concrete in uh, fermenting and aging. Yeah. Uh, you begin to understand when we talk about texture mm-hmm. in the wines and minerality. You you can see those common themes throughout the the wines on on offer. So I think I think those are key things. And then we have a chance to talk to people about our commitment to organics and yeah. uh, you <coughs> know, sure. that type of yeah. that type of winemaking. The, the environmental imprint is yeah. uh, is is key to what we do for sure. And and I'm hearing that you have less visitors spending more time and actually buying more wine than under the previous regime, sort of the way that worked out. Yes, and I think. Yeah. Ac- across the valley, people are, are seeing that as yeah. well. Yeah, I think that's pretty indicative of a lot of the wineries. And uh, and the wine club, when people are here, can they get involved in the wine club Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. Um, we encourage them to sign up for the Okanagan Crush Pad list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows us a, an opportunity to send them information on a monthly basis. We also send them six potential wines that they might be of interest. Right. Um, and we offer a little bit of a discount, and then it uh, encourages engagement at that point. Mm-hmm. And what does it cost to join the wine club? Uh, Okanagan Crush Pad, the, the list is nothing. Um, all we ask is that you give us an email address, and we can communicate with you. Um, there's lots of things that are going on here mm-hmm. um, from, you know, the new build and um, on a day-to-day basis here. So we have an opportunity to, to keep people informed. And we think that, that once people have been here and tried the wines and, and, and had this experience, it's something that they would like to return to. Definitely. So this gives us an opportunity for that communication and, and you know, make special arrangements for people when they would like to come and maybe we do a little vineyard tour or yeah. something like Which that. Which I highly recommend. Uh, we've been speaking with, with uh, Chris Woodburn. He is the hospitality manager here at Okanagan Crush Pad. Of course, Chris Coletta is uh, the proprietor. She'll stick around. There's plenty more coming up from OCP. Uh, starting with the man himself, winemaker Matt Dumain. He's up next. We're going to talk about the wines made here and the changes that have happened over 10 years. You'll be surprised. Don't go away. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Invest in one of the fastest growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant lower mission. Offering thoughtfully designed one to four bedroom units starting as low as 399000 Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry-free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. 
Hi, I'm Jesse from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to celebrate 21 years of premium winemaking with the estate release of our 2019 Nota Bene. Led by winemaker Ross Wise, our team's focus is on organic viticulture and minimal intervention winemaking. This summer, wine club members will enjoy member-exclusive wines such as our 2020 Rosé and our infamous and rare Carmenere. For more information on the perks of membership or to book your visit with us, go to blackhillswinery.com or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away. Need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Experience award-winning wines on the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 till 6. Elevate your experience with a black glass blind tasting. You can even add a charcuterie box. For exclusive VIP experiences, a Crush Club membership includes regular wine shipments, 15% off all purchases, early access to new releases, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Plus, Miradora Restaurant is open daily for indoor and outdoor dining. For details and reservations, visit tinhorn.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. I can deal with the bad nights when I'm with my baby. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, happy Labor Day, folks. Uh, we continue our province-wide road trip today. We're in the uh, at Okanagan Crush Pad in Summerland. Joining us now is the man who actually makes the wine here, Matt Dumain. Uh, some would say the star of the show. Uh, others would say, well, he works for me. And we, <laughs> and we have Chris Gleda to say that, too. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, both of you, Matt and Chris. Thank you. Great to have you. Uh, we're going to talk about Garnet Valley. Just before we do, Chris, you tell us about the three vineyards and how it connects, and then we're going to get into Garnet Valley, which is such a great story. Yes, yeah, so we do have three unique uh, vineyards. Uh, the very first one we bought was uh, Switchback in mm-hmm. Summerland. It has six acres of grapes. We then uh, discovered Garnet Valley Ranch, and today we have about 50 acres of grapes planted there. Wow. And it is the highest elevation vineyard in the Okanagan in British Columbia, maybe Canada. Canada, yes. Really? And uh, and then uh, recently we purchased Seacrest Mountain, another 50-acre site in Oliver. In Oliver, right. Yes. So we're really lucky that we have those three sites and very yeah. unique um, uh, grapes that come from each of them. And just before Matt gets going, or maybe he could do it, there's there's Haywire, Freeform, Narrative. Did I get all three? Well, don't forget the pooches. Oh, yes, of course. Bizu and Yukon. Bizu and Yukon. <laughs> so different uh, labels, all yes. coming out of Okanagan Crush Pad, but yes. all very different stories. Different focus for each brand. Yeah. And we have our own sales team, and this allows them to walk in and uh, sell a different focused wine to different uh, private retailers mm. or restaurants. Um the Haywire brand is uh, primarily premium wines and varietals. Narrative is a series of blends and uh, premium products from different uh, growers up and down the valley. Uh, and then Freeform is our um, low intervention organic wines. And then a Bizu and Yukon is just pure fun. Yeah. And Matt, what kind of wines do you want to make? Pretty much, we want to make. Uh 
expressive wines from the vineyard and, and from the Okanagan in general. It's such an amazing, pristine, beautiful sight here. Like you just have to look out of over the lake from the crush bed and it's got, yeah. uh, I think the wines in part, like a glacial freshness, which which is what we're aiming to achieve. But just and, to be really respectful of the vineyards. Why do you want high-altitude wines? I love the freshness, love the high acidity. Um, it has a little bit of a longer hang time on the vine, so you get uh, extra development of those flavors. But how hard is it to do nothing, though? Because part of it is... Is it not doing anything, like just letting the place express itself? Or, well, or is that old, an overused term? No, the old preconception of natural winemaking was um, picking some grapes and letting them do its thing. And, and, you know, the early renditions were so faulted and just so mismanaged, you mm-hmm. know, the undrinkable. So it's, it's about watching the wines. And obviously you've got to have an extremely healthy fruit to begin with. And, and Duncan's providing us with, you know, some of the best farm grapes I've ever seen. Um, and after that, it's it's keeping such a close eye on it to make sure that nothing goes askew. So, we should mention Duncan's last name so he doesn't holler at us. Duncan Billing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably you know the best viticulturalist uh, worked with bar none. So, fantastic. So Garnet is is a special place, Chris. You uh, like from the moment you saw it, was that was that what's going to happen up there? It, it's it is very very unique. We have uh, crown land on three sides. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt lives on the property and. Uh, it, it's uh, it's just a special place. There's mm. no neighbors. There's there's nothing infringing on what we do. There's places that you go on the property and you can't see anyone. Um, it's it's just you know, and there's space there. It's 320 acres. Yeah. So you have room to um, leave uh, corridors for animals. You have a pond. We have a lavender farm now. Yeah. Well, the vineyards are like islands up there, so you, yes. every, the animals can pass through, the, even the large animals that roam at night. Yes, and, <laughs> and as we all know, most of the vineyard sites originally in the Okanagan were planted on five or ten acre lots. Right. And so over years, uh, some of those lots have been put together to make bigger farms, Yep. but uh, the pressure's on in the yeah. Okanagan, and so everyone's using every available inch. So we're lucky that we have some flexibility up there. So Matt, it's just sort of starting to hit its stride now, the the plantings and everything. What, what have you brought down, and what, what are we going to taste today? And Tell us a bit about these garnet wines. So we've been making wine there since 2015, primarily with sparkling wine. Um, in terms of sparkling wine production, I think it's probably the best site in the Okanagan. The last few years we've been adventuring into more table styles. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we've got a 2019 Vingri, which is 100% Pinot Noir. Uh, 2020 Riesling, which was just recently bottled, and we also have a 2020 Chardonnay, which is our first table Chardonnay off the site. It's still in tank, destined for bottling in a few weeks' time. Vin also Gris. got a 2018 Pinot Noir as well. Yeah, we'll do it. The Vin Gris, do people know what a Van Gris is? Or uh, let's give uh, us a quick expl- explanation. It's basically whole cluster pressed Pinot Noir, so we're losing all the colour, we're not macerating to absorb that colour or tannin structure, so mm. it's, a, it's a very fruit forward um, display of Pinot Noir at its finest. Wow. It can be so fresh, so red, fruit, raspberry, strawberry driven. Um, everything here is whole bunch, pl- whole bunch pressed, it's all whole bunch sorted, it's very, once it's in tank. <coughs> So, and for our listeners, whole bunch. What does that mean? It means that you're going we're to not, get. Uh, we're not mechanically removing the grapes off the bunches, so yeah. you get a much, much better quality of free-run juice. It's, uh, it's not mechanically handled, so it's just as clean, as pristine as it can be. Yeah. 
you get this pretty strawberry it's just so silky mm. smooth and delicious it slides down like <coughs> more bottles yes it does <laughs> fine dry full of malolactic it's, and this it's is the start a of the show for so. six months so yeah. it, um you know concrete will really enhance the texture but um again higher elevation wines you've got a, a better glycerol production that's um it's yeah it has a silkiness that's unparalleled Hard to sell Bangri, Chris, or have you, Absolutely you brought not. people I, onto it? Or? We have, and I, I think my husband and I have bought most of it this summer. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, Good it is you. just so easy to drink and so easy to enjoy. Um, um, so refreshing. Yeah. Um, it sells at the winery for twenty seven ninety, and we have it um, on our website. And people are really beginning to embrace it and understand um, what it is. Um, and it's, it's just so well made. Mm. And this is what, the third vintage that you've made? Correct, yes. Yeah, fantastic. So Riesling, we have uh, a nice history here with Riesling up at uh, Tanwis. They've got 40-year-old vines. Uh, you, you've got this Riesling coming out of Freeform. What can you tell us about it? It's a, it's a small production. We've only got a few acres planted, but um, extremely fun, versatile grape to work with. Uh, this guy is in stainless steel, a little bit of concrete aging, and it's bone dry, really fresh acidity, and then uh, full malolactic to um, enhance a bit of texture and palate weight as well. Mm -hmm. um, very expressive and, you know, as high elevation reasoning should be. So, Great food wine. Yes, and what kind of farming do you support? We're 100% organic, obviously, so very, very hands-off, um, long, deep watering cycles. It's, uh, you know, just respectful of the of the earth, lots of cover crops, um, pretty simple stuff the way it used to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Matt Dumain, folks. He makes the wine here. There's nobody more laid back, I think. I, I don't even know how you get wine made, Matt. Uh, you seem like everything's so simple and I, easy. I, and sorry, I can ask. Oh, you can't. When yeah. he appears laid back. I see. He has <laughs> more he urgency is, when he needs it. No, he's very, 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 very wired up all the yeah. time. He just has the. He has this calmness about him, but it, internally it's turmoil. It's mayhem. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's loving, mayhem. I'm loving the look of the Chardonnay. Maybe we'll start with, you got a lot of tools here in terms of, not tools, but you have a lot of different vessels. What, what's your strategy with all these, you know, you just don't have oak barrels sitting here that you make wine in. So tell us a bit about that, the ethos. Yeah, we've got, a, we've got a very nice quiver of tanks. So, I mean, basically the fruit will come in and... Depending on size and volume and, and the profile that we're aiming for, it'll be diverted into all of our oak barrels are over 12 years old. Um, mm -hmm. We have concrete, we have Fudra, uh, stainless steel. So again, it's just it's respecting what kind of fruit profile and structure that we're looking for. Riesling tend to have it more linear, more acidity focused and, and aromatically focused. So that's primarily stainless steel. Um, everything else we're looking for, you know, a lot of texture, a lot of weight. Um, a lot of uh, mid palate enhancement and concrete, and you know, a lot of extended lees aging really helps that. So we're not pumping wines around; we're not racking them every couple of weeks. It's yeah, the wines will stay on the gross lees, just enhancing themselves. <coughs> this wine's a bit too creamy, by the way. <laughs> really? But, uh, this is a, a portion of egg and stainless steel, just to kind of retain a bit of that freshness. Yeah. But if this is, you know, the first release of Chardonnay, I think it's uh, show, showing some great promise on Fantastic that side. Fantastic wine. Wow. This is really, uh, it's got to be exciting, Chris, to see this sort of come to fruition now. It really is. Um, from the moment you buy a piece of property until you taste wines 
of this caliber. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, you know, this is seven years later. Yeah. Matt, you, you've made wine in a lot of uh, big places around the world. Pinot Noir uh, is one of your passions. So you brought the 2018 Garnet Valley. I just love to see Garnet Valley Ranch on that label. Uh, I can't wait to try this wine. What, what can you tell us about this style of Pinot now? Since we can't use the Burgundy word, we'll, we'll use the Okanagan word. It's definitely a very Okanagan wine. It you know, exhibits a lot of um, sagebrush, a lot of herbaceous flavors. Um, try and use as many whole bunches as possible to impart a bit more. It's all about the tannin structure. I love mid-palate furry tannins from whole bunches and uh, higher mm. elevation. It's it's definitely a lighter style, but it's you know it's robust. It's built to last and you know, it's an exciting for Antithene and Noir from this vintage. Who are some of your oh, mentors? Wow. Uh, this, I mean there's so many good people making wine out there it's hard to, hard to nail down. It, um, constantly trying wines from all over the world and, and all over the Okanagan and it's, uh, it's just an all-encompassing experience I guess. You've got to continually taste a lot of different wines to refine the palate. One I mean, of the people that inspired you to return to British Columbia was Randy Picton from Ink Meat. Randy was my first experience here in 2010 and um, you know he's making him and Justin some fantastic wines down there and you know they're very hands-off and, and primarily they're so focused on expressing that land that they're working with so you know he's a he's an amazing person. He just retired man. I just read that yeah. yes. Amazing. Yeah, Justin's going to do great things. Yes, he is. Great career. Uh, Chris, could I taste this wine if I was, it, would it be mixed into one of these uh, pairings at some point, Garnet Valley wines and on the different plates that you're yes, offering? Yes, very much so. We do have a flight with uh, Freeform and Haywire wines and the Garnet Valley label is predominantly featured nice and these wines are available <coughs> in the winery at the in the wine shop so people are going to ask me so direct from the winery or yes. uh, join the wine club is probably the best to get the access to these as yes. they're limited at the moment yes and every month we offer different collections of wines yeah. uh, with a, a small discount and the idea with the club is that you can take it or leave it so we're not forcing a shipment on you every sure. quarter and there's uh, no cost to no join cost. the club. No, you can take it or leave it. And uh, we just ask that you continue to take something at some point in the year. And then, uh, obviously, when you come and visit us at the winery, we hope to roll out the red carpet and treat you well. Matt, thanks for joining us today. It goes so fast. These wines, so people, you just have to come by and get tasting or get hooked up with the club and get them delivered right to your front door. Uh, these are the new Okanagan. There's no doubt about it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Always Thank a pleasure. Uh, Matt Demain, he's the winemaker here at Okanagan Crush Pad. There's plenty more to come. Uh, we're going to be joined by Thomas Tumbach. He's the farmer at Garnet Valley Ranch. Uh, he works a little lower down than where Matt works. And we hear he's bringing some tasty items from the farm. Can't wait. Next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. 
years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offer collectors a safe and inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. Experts in the field with knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Old. Award-winning. Discover Gold. Our tasting room at Gold Hill Winery is open and ready to welcome everyone. Come explore our beautiful vineyard and reserve your unique and personal tasting of our exclusive small lot favorites. We can't wait to see you again and share our passion. Discover Gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. Whether it's in the tasting room or outside on the spacious rooftop patio with a gorgeous view of Okanagan Lake, the Therapy Vineyard Tasting Experience is one of a kind. The tasting room is open daily, reservations required for groups of six or more. Need a little long-distance therapy? Sign up for their fully customizable wine club with 15% off therapy wine, 20% off select rates at the inn, discounted shipping, and more. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Just chilling on the weekend, weekend, sipping something on the cheap end, cheap end, skinny dipping in the deep Hello, British Columbia, and happy Labor Day weekend. Our province-wide road trip continues. This time we've touched down in Summerland, BC. Of course, we're at Okanagan Crush Pad. We have a surprise for you, though. Uh, Thomas... Tumbach, he's the farmer at Gunnert Valley Ranch. He's down on the lower part that Chris Coletta will not plant because she's <laughs> way too smart, and it's way better for vegetables. I think, Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to have you. It's Tell us why you are, where, where you are in Garnet. Why are you down there? Well, we are a vegetable operation. We grow certified organic veggies, and, yeah. of course, vegetables are different than grapes. They love rich fertile soil, so mm-hmm. we like to spoil vegetables, and we don't like to spoil grapes. And uh, the veggies taste so much better when they're grown in rich bottom land. So the, the soil at GVR is very conducive to growing rich, beautiful vegetables. So I brought a few samples here. And a great use for the lower property. So Local yeah. Motive yeah. is the company. And, and maybe explain to our listeners, you're shipping uh, uh, fruits and vegetables around the valley? That's correct. Yeah. So we have several different ways we distribute product. One is a very unique model called a CSA veggie box and you might have heard of this from other companies uh, whereby we sell our, our, our product online in advance through a subscription yeah. and that gives us the the foresight as to how many customers we have right it, it allows us to plan very accurately how many rows of carrots how many rows of lettuce um, everything we grow is highly perishable. So if we get our numbers right, that means we're making better profit and the food is going to be fresher. 
and uh, it's a win-win for customers. Yeah. So our veggie boxes go out every week on subscription, and we have a extensive list of customers that order online every weekend on our website, and uh, that's one of our main ways of selling our products. Um, another way we sell product is wholesale to various restaurants mm -hmm. and uh, other home delivery services in the valley, mm -hmm. and uh, we also have partners in Summerland like Chiller's Fruit Stand, uh, where we're selling our products to a retailer. Right. Yeah. And that's Chiller's Ice Cream? That's correct. Sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And in these boxes, you also have other products that you offer. That's correct. So we try really hard to highlight what is being made locally as well. Our motive is local. So we're trying to highlight any producers that are doing some high-quality, unique things. So I brought along some juice from West Bank Harvest. They're a small family-run company. We also have bread from True Grain, which is one of the oh, best bakeries in the Okanagan. It and is. Uh, they've got uh, a range of organic uh, BC-grown products. And also Maple Rock is a Summerland company where they, they, they work with uh, maple syrup producers out east. And yeah bring it here and make great products out of them and uh, as well as other vegetable producers so uh, I've got here what's called a look at that a Romanesco cauliflower head which has uh, <laughs> it's amazing it, it's actually fractals of little cauliflower heads uh, yeah. if you do the Fibonacci sequence yeah. this is what this is so oh um, God. it's it looks quite like incredible. a piece of art it is. It you is really. Sell it's, it's twenty dollars. <laughs> we Jason, try, but keep the price down. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also a musician. I I have done some music in the past. I love to play music. I guess music and vegetables aren't so far apart. Yeah. You know, uh, high Sounds quality like veggies are as cultured as as high quality music. Maybe. Uh, well, we're going to have a chew of a carrot here that you just picked this morning, okay. which looks really fresh. But, uh, you know, it's it's almost Labor Day weekend, and, of mm -hmm. course, wh wh I grew up in Ontario. That was a, like a corn and tomato thing. Yeah. The tomatoes yeah. must be just in per – is this the perfect time for tomatoes yeah. now, this sort of exactly. two-month run? Yeah, exactly. It's it's the peak of production, yeah. and the flavor coming out of the, the field-grown tomatoes is at its peak. So we have uh, – incredible ripe uh field grown tomatoes that are heirloom varieties roma varieties uh bush tomato varieties Casey's they're getting excited i they, am and, and this is the time to put them in jars so uh one of the things we do in our we have a retail outlet in penticton and uh we have a kitchen there so we're adding value to products as well so mm. um for example i've got in my hand here pickled carrots um, these are something we, we put in jars. We sell them all year round. Mm -hmm. So it allows us to retain that summer harvest. So um, we're trying to do things that add value, uh, take what might be a cull product, and then move it into something that we can sell all through the winter. And um, Would you guys like to test one of these as well? Sure. And I was in uh, Whole Foods last week, and I was purchasing or, you know, uh, picking up tomatoes and mm -hmm. a woman said to me you know the problem with you Caucasians you always pinch them and you buy them too ripe so mm -hmm. tell me how should I choose a tomato well and I guess that that's kind of a lifetime of experience uh, to uh, divulge but really um, 
choosing your product should be done by the the grocer who is putting it on the shelf so you need to develop a relationship with with your grocery store ask them to put on the shelf local high quality products and when you go there they should have it sorted and presented in a way that every single product you touch is high quality so as far as choosing the right product it's it's uh, depends on variety mm-hmm. depends on uh, the season so often in the summertime there's uh, much more ripeness in the product so those products are often uh, need to be sold within two or three days so um, that is something you can ask your local grocer the the produce manager let's ask them how long is this tomato been yes. sitting here Okay, um, <coughs> I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, well, for our listeners, we don't. Have, I wish we could talk to you for two hours, but localmotive.ca. If yep. you go there online, you can uh, check out all the ways that you can order, get free delivery, or check out the stores where you can pick up stuff if you're traveling across uh, the Okanagan. And uh, if you're lucky enough to get a tour someday at Garnet Valley, I don't know if that'll ever happen. Chris is sort of yes or no or not yet, uh, but one day. One day. Yeah. Yes, one but day. it's a it's a gorgeous little plot of earth just below the vines and a, a wonderful use of resources by everybody involved. So, thanks for your hard work. Ah, yes. Uh, I hope Thank the people. I know us. the people are supporting you in a big way. So, uh, and man, you look bloody healthy. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, it may be a facade, but uh, yeah, we were up at four o'clock this morning to pick carrots, and uh, wow, we, we do have a strong coffee to help us, but. <laughs> uh, other than that, just hard work, and, and we enjoy being outside. So, And Thomas uh, Tumbeck, thanks so much for joining us today. You're the farmer at Garnet Valley Ranch. Great to meet you. More to come on Okanagan Crush Pack. Chris Collette is going to come back and chat to us about uh, many more things to wrap up the show, so don't go too far away. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Claude de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. For an after-work escape any day of the week, the tasting room at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is open every day till 8. Take your Mount Boucherie experience to the next level as you enjoy the view from the patio with stand-up or seated tasting overlooking beautiful Okanagan Lake. Grab some wine, cheese, and meats from the modest butcher market and create your own picnic on the lawn. Reservations are recommended. To book your next tasting, visit mtboucherie.com. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. 
Casual modern dining, exceptional Okanagan flavor. Introducing the most anticipated new eatery in the valley, 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyus. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to create an unforgettable dining experience for you, utilizing fresh local ingredients. 15 Park Bistro's lakeside patio with its unmatched views of Lake Osuyus is now open. Indoor dining available as well. For reservations and more, including full takeout menu options, visit 15parkbistro.com. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia. Happy Labor Day weekend. Our province-wide road trip uh, continues. In fact, this is the final segment. We made it to pack our bags today, Casey. Uh, we're at Okanagan Crush Pad in Summerland, mid-Okanagan Valley. Uh, just so gorgeous here. Uh, but the leaves are changing. Uh, the smell of fermentation will soon be in the air, and owner Chris Glett will have her boots on, I think. Chris? I will. You I will. have one job at Harvest. Tell us how things change here uh, at the winery in, in the fall. Well, as you can see right now, we have tables and chairs set up underneath the crush pad. But in a few weeks, this is going to be um, a beehive of activity Yeah. when grapes start coming in, and sparkling wine uh, grapes will arrive soon. Um, this area transforms uh, into the crush pad, as it is intended to be. Mm-hmm. You see we're surrounded by two presses, and my job is to help sort grapes. Yeah. So when the wow. bins come in, they get uh, dumped onto the sorting table, and I... Sort of way. People, it's the only thing I can be trusted yeah, to do. <laughs> well, you know, Casey and I sit around and we drink glasses of wine, but grapes come in. Where do they come from? What time are they delivered? What vineyard? What block? What lot? Then, and, you know, all this has to be kept track along the way. I don't know who does all that. Uh, yes. I'm going to say you maybe perhaps. but No, not me at all. It's uh, Julian, our uh, uh-huh. estate director, uh, manages all of that along with Matt. And so there's testing that goes on. The grapes are tested. They determine when they're going to get picked. There's a schedule. They have to be transported from picking, brought in. It all has to be coordinated. And uh, from there, everything goes through and gets crushed, and uh, away we go. And then every lot goes into a different uh, container, a different vessel, and all of that is predetermined. Um, So it's it's a huge undertaking. We have a software program that manages everything in the cellar. And at any given time, Matt can have 180 different lots of wine on the go fermenting fermenting away wow yeah and the grapes are all hand sorted and you're part of the team that is my job yes yes uh, i can't be trusted to do uh, anything h- how else. do your hands uh, <laughs> handle that do they come out looking you different know, at the end of the season no we wear gloves but <laughs> the, at the beginning of the year it's nice and cool out here and then it's yeah. darn right cold so i always have a bin of hot water a mm-hmm. uh, bucket of hot water so that when my hands get too cold i just dump 
and then start over again. You're you're a big planner. Uh, I know you get up at four most mornings. Uh, how has OCP unfolded now at this point? You you planned a place. Does it look anything like what you planned, and will it look anything like this ten years from now? Do you think? You know, it's it's interesting. It looks exactly as I envisioned. I am very good at sort of visualizing. Uh, the end result. Mm-hmm. I think 10 years from now, um, it'll it'll be completely different. Uh, I'm planning a new art installation for the side of the building, ah. and it's going to be po- pointing up towards the back of the property where there'll be a new building in the future, mm. which we'll talk about at a later date. Sure. But um, I envision that the building will be 100% production, and uh, most of that will be our own. And it'll look more or less the same because it was built by my husband. And he builds things to last a lifetime. So Steve does do a bit of work. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything that is newly constructed or thought through or planned is yeah. all at the hands of Steve. And Chris, what has surprised you about the wine business? The amount of time and energy that has to go into the people, to the people skills, not just the customers, uh, not vis- not just visitors, but staff, but your employee. And I came from the restaurant and hospitality industry, and uh, I thought people and people's skills were really important there. Uh, but it's, uh, it's much more amped up here, mm. I think, because everyone's working at such a frantic pace. Um, and there's so many variables here that we can't control. Uh, government, uh, pandemic, Mother Nature... And all of those things really, really impact people's, um, you know, physical and emotional well-being. And, you know, we mentioned George Heiss at the start of the show. Uh, You would say back then that the evolution was quite slow. Like you could plan something and five years later it would be achieved. Here now, everything, every year there's a different style of wine, different people, new customers. The evolution's so fast now. You really have to be on your game. Uh, Mm. You can't think about something, implement it two years later, give it a trial run, it, it, you have to be more spontaneous and more, uh, everything has to happen now. Yeah. Reactive. Very, very reactive, yeah. But you've got a nice, uh, well, you've got a great customer base and, and a loyal customer base, and uh, I would imagine one of the youngest, perhaps. We do, and I think it's because of the style of wine we make and the sustainability piece that we bring to the table. Yeah. We've also had an amazing loyalty from the restaurant community in, in British Columbia, and I'm so thankful to see those mm. industries returning to normal business. And a lot of pe- our friends in the restaurant industry really helped us get our, our, our yeah. feet on the ground. and they need some help at the moment. They sure do. Chris, you always you say it best. People ask me all the time, uh, well, what's the difference if they're just growing organically or they're certified? You are big on certification. How would you explain to people why that's important? I, I believe in truth and labeling. Um, that's why we um, have went with the VQA program, and that's why we're part of that. But I do believe that if you do something, you need to state it on your label, um, communicate it clearly. It's easy enough to say that you're organic, but the real proof is that you've gone through the process, you've gone through certification, mm-hmm. and you've proudly put it on your label. I, I would encourage everyone to do it. Not only is it important to communicate to consumers, but you learn something th- by going through that process. You're yeah. going to learn something about your, f- your farming processes, your your winemaking capabilities. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a very any any type of certification process you go through, you learn a lot. 
you've been all around the world uh, you're well established now do you do you feel like you, you're competition to them now instead of them being competition to you great when we go to London and uh, someone goes oh Canada I'm so glad to see Canada here yeah um, it's nice when people uh, can recognize us and they recognize Okanagan Crush Pad as one of the leading Canadian wineries mm. it's just nice that Canada is a, a name on on the agenda yeah well, we've had a fantastic time here today. We're going to fight over the carrots and the wine and uh, everything yes, we else. Are. <laughs> uh, Chris, thanks so much for hosting us today here, and uh, good luck with the harvest. Thank Just you. Just around the corner. Uh, always a fun time of year, a lot of energy, uh, and then maybe sleep for a bit. Yes, a little hibernation. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, that really ends our summer of being on the road. Uh, with the big show next week, we're back in our home studio at BNN Bloomberg, 1410 Vancouver, and we look forward to talking to you then. Special shout-out to Mike Whittingham, who's been our on-site producer throughout, and back in Vancouver, our stalwart lead technical producer, Anissa Hetherington, who always makes us sound way smarter than we are. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we wish you a safe and fun Labor Day weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.